Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Vino Volley, a podcast that speaks to those who enjoy sipping on a delicious vino while conversing about the beautiful game known as soccer. I'm your host, Michael Wall, and along with me on this journey is my co-host, Ryan Rebecca. I'm here. I'm excited. I am thirsty. All right. Now, before we begin, I would like to address the elephant in the room regarding our use of the term soccer over football. All love to our listeners across the pond, but since here in the States we have another sport called football, for seemingly no affiliated reason, we will be using soccer to distinguish ourselves accordingly. Yeah, I, I can't say football and not have it apply to the American version, the CTE-inducing version of I, football. I, I did well for a while until there's there's a time where enough people just call you a pretentious asshole, and it right. doesn't, doesn't help, like, be like, football while, like, sipping on a red wine. Like, you just kind of look like a prick. Yeah, so, plus, like, people don't want to think you're, like, but, I mean, very bilingual if you, if you really hit the football, and then you're in a conversation, and you don't speak Spanish. And But, like, let's be frank. It's, I'm going to be Ryan. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Um, it is football. It is. Because, I mean, I actually looked up, like, why American football is called football, and no one actually really knows. They said that the closest was any, it's like any sport that, like, used their feet was called football or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. I, I have no response to exactly. that. Exactly. Simpler times, different times. I don't know what you would call it, but it's not for this podcast. So, what are we going to be discussing? Well, each episode we plan on showcasing a different wine from around the world to be reviewed throughout the show as we take a deep dive into the world of soccer. This one's week's going to be real deep. So deep. And that'll make more sense once we actually get into the topic. Deeper. We will close each episode with our final score of the wine, as well as what we'll be drinking next episode so listeners can drink along with us if they so choose. So to all our future and present vino volleyers out there, let's pop those corks, indulge in a healthy pour, and dive studs up into today's episode. All right, so before we get into today's topic, let's dive into which wine we'll be drinking today. We are going to set the table with wine tonight, today, in this moment. We have the Valle do Bonfim 2009 Vintage. Uh, it is a Portuguese red blend consisting of 50% of a field blend. Is that like a pr- proprietary blend? Like No, so... Is this, is this going to get me hard? <laughs> it might. Uh, but in Portugal, the um, some of the vineyards, the, the vines, they'll just grow different types of grapes together. So it becomes a field blend. Like it, when they harvest the grapes, it's a combination. Life, so that, life finds uh, a way. Uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's the exact same as um, Jurassic Park except for grapes. But, yeah, so that's um, – I mean, I could be making that up, but it sounds, it right. sounds right. I, I read like 100 pages of a book, and I'm pretty sure that's what it said. So that's where that comes from. So what else What else we got going on? Well, we got there? a field blend. We got a Toriga Franca, 30%, and then the Toriga Nacional, 20%, which I know is your one of your personal favorites. Nacional is, the, I think, the, one of the staple grapes of Portugal. Um, I usually like it to be the mainstay, but, you know – Anywhere it's added is, is never a bad thing. Uh, so Excellent. So red Portuguese wine here. Uh, I have uh, what do I, wine.com. The description, a little one-sentence description. It is roughly around 15 to $16. The winemaker notes say it's a deep ruby red color. Dark fruit aromas with a distinctive rock rose floral essence with some background notes of pine. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. <laughs> 
On the palate, there are fruit-forward ripe berries uh, wrapped in a coat of spiced tannins that give the whole wine structure and balance. Mike, shall we? We shall. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, big cherry. Yeah. Definitely on the front end. Little, um, I think, I mean, I say bite, but I'm, I'm guessing that maybe is the front, the, the little, little pepper. Or... I can't say that I'm getting any pine. Not, no, not pine, spruce, but, fir, none of that. Yeah, yet. no, no balsam we'll, furs. We'll see where it takes us. We're yeah, it's for... early days, but uh, first sip is a successful one. All right. So with that, uh, and let me say the, the reason, as I always like to try to you know, cater the wine to what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. So the reason I chose a Portuguese wine is kind of leads into the discussion that we're going to talk about today. And so I want to paint a picture for you. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's a beautiful 115 degree day in Qatar. Okay. We are in Qatar. We're in Qatar. 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 What am I wearing? What are you wearing? It's a picture. Okay. Don't, sorry. don't, don't get caught in the weeds. Okay. 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 It's a beautiful 115 degree day in Qatar. You're walking into a stadium built with slave labor. It's a mild, mild 115. Yes. Mild, just just a smooth 115. Okay, right. Yes. Walking into a stadium made of shipping containers, but made by slave labor. Okay, you're about to step onto the pitch. Yep. For a World Cup game. I'm there. But you got a shaved asshole. I. Hop. Yeah. So, which brings us to the effect. Okay. That the bidet has on the national stage. Okay. We're going. Okay. All right. And again, as it comes full circle, the first time I ever test drove a bidet, yeah. which was I, not a game changer, a life changer, Okay. was in Portugal. All right. All so. right. So so to, to make the connection here, the bidet's impact and effect on the game of soccer. Yes. All right. So where do we begin? Well, we're going to begin in Portugal. You take that country, and okay. we know Matt's not our strong suit, but not a it's guy. not big, right? It is, it's not big. It's no. not big. No. And they produce some of the most phenomenal talent and yep. pro, you know, produce a team, a national team, that is always in the hunt. And you talk about Ronaldo, and you talk about the farm system, but what you don't talk about is how fresh and clean their buttholes are. So you're, you're saying there's a direct correlation between Bidet and the Anus and the quality of soccer player produced. 100%. Think about it. I mean, in your day-to-day life. Now you, uh, me, as, as well as I, yep. we now have Bidets in our own home. I am on the Bidet life. Hashtag Bidet life. You really dug deep for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Tushy 2.0, hopefully, a, you know, future sponsor. Uh, but it's, it, like, it's revel- – I can't – I don't poop anywhere else. It's it's tough not to. Now, just think about that, all right? You've got a team okay. that's, like, mounds of pressure, yep. but they're fresh and clean. They are. You know, they're not, they're not tied down by potentially coarse toilet paper. Nope. You can have, like – you can have the most plush toilet paper, but – if you're, you know, maybe having an off day, nerves, yep, okay? Yeah. No bigger stage than the World Cup. Nerves, you're probably going a little more than you're traveling. What is travel? Oh, yeah, like? forget. Yeah, the, the jet lag poops. You know, yeah. you know, like these Americans, they're they're just wiping their butts, wiping their cheeks with this two ply like a fucking savage. Like a bunch of savages. Exactly. So let's 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 take this back for a second here. 
All right, because we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna loop this in with the success of Europeans. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Portugal. We're drinking a Portuguese wine, and why the Americans have not been successful on the world stage. I don't think they've. I mean, as a country, I don't think we've fully embraced the power of the bidet. No, I mean, with there, you know, I mean, there's the South. Yeah, that's not. Which I mean, I mean yeah. there's definitely nothing no, happened down no. there. Um, because as we, we've talked about. Every four-year-old kid starts playing soccer. Yeah. I mean, sheer numbers-wise, again, not a numbers not guy. Not a numbers guy, but, but in general terms, in general we terms, have a lot more. So many more people. Yeah. What? I, again, I could look up the population of Portugal. I'm not going to. Right. I'm not even going to guess because you know what? It's going to be wildly incorrect. Wildly incorrect. But the, the idea that toilet plus bidet over in Europe, Europe better at soccer. Mm-hmm. There's a connection. We've drawn a relationship between. I mean, you always there's there's the obvious tangibles, right? And tangibles. Tangibles. We're, Size. We're in the intangibles. Height. Okay. Speed. I think it just like it not only like dribbling, the, the, the physical game, but the mental game. Okay. I go into the office once a week, and you know what pisses me off the most about it is having to sit in a goddamn <laughs> toilet, wipe my ass. In a fucking caveman where I could be home and flushing it out. Uh, yeah. You know? Cleaning, so like, cleaning, you know. So, I mean, we've spiritually, got... Spiritually, physically. I, I would hope we, ha- we have some players that, you know, have, have embraced it, playing across Europe. Um, really? I don't think we have any, any players currently in the Portuguese leagues. But, again, you know, across Europe, the, the day is, is more widely accepted and used. But, yeah, like... Does the, is the UK on the bidet? Ooh, good question. They're a pretty uptight bunch over there. They do have a tight... They don't even kiss their own wives. That's that's purely speculation and by no means factual. It's, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. But, yeah you they don't even hold hands. Everything's very official over there, but they, they don't show a lot of affection towards one another. They do have... Unless they're punching each other in the face in the pub. I would, I'm trying to think now if they have bidets. Look it up. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. All right, so what, what say the internet? All right, the internet says, and again... I'm not scrolling too far. Uh, bidets fell out of favor and were ripped out uh, primarily in the UK the same time as avocado bathroom suites. I- I'm assuming everything is green in color and there isn't like a like a big... I, I don't I don't know. I don't really need to go into too much detail on that part. But you got to figure, I mean, UK, right? You're still on like archaic plumbing. Yeah. Like There's I just a lot assume... Of, I mean, they could... Again, probably why that you know, they've come close, but then that you get to that final, that semifinal, that sphincter just tightens up, and all those fucking potatoes and that hard diet, you need you need a little little pressure wash in the hole to, to really get you clean. They have yet to catch on in the U.S. and the U.K. So, huh, I mean, enough said. I mean, let's just say this, and this is a shout out to the U.S. men's national team. If you aren't pressure washing your culo, yeah. fucking what are you waiting for, man? What are you waiting for? 2026 is right around the corner. If you want to make a real run, it starts with your backside. Get it washed. Get yourself a nice bidet towel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll open up worlds. And just see where it's, you know, I mean, this, this could be the start of something beautiful. And I think it is beautiful. I mean, the idea that. I mean, there's a direct correlation. There is a real. I could. Um, I find myself to be a happier human being 
Oh, I'm way happier. Yeah. I'm cleaner, both spiritually, physically, Again, mentally. tushy. Tushy. Two, that's tushy 2.0. And, like, I, I don't know. I get two kids. They freaking love it. Oh, yeah. And, by the way, I mean, I've only scratched the surface because you you turn that thing full blast. Damn Literally near, damn, near, damn near take the paint off your house. Oh, no. I want to, I wanna like, uh, like, I want to see, like, colors when I turn mine on. Like, I, like. <laughs> I want to just I also, I also. Didn't hook it up to the hot water. I'm running straight up cold. You can hook it up to hot water? Yeah, you just need the uh, flexible pipe. Ah, I'm doing cold water. Yeah, so am I. I Every like now to, and again, though, if it's like, like, it's, it's like, like right after, if it's right after someone's taking a shower, you're like, ooh, hey, it's a little warm. And then it blasts you with the cold, and you're just like, oh, oh. Makes you feel alive. <laughs> oh, it'll wake you up. It'll wake you up. Talk about a you know, cold shower wake you up, yeah. cold bidet. That'll, it's better than a cup of coffee. So, we've done the science. There's no science. There's we've, no science. We've, we've, we've determined. But what do they got to lose? Nothing. Lip, uh, I don't know. If anything, it's an increase in hygiene. I just you guarantee you're going to see fluidity, confidence. You know, you're not going to – there's no angst because it's just like, oh, hey. It's just, just, feel, just feel, feeling good. And the, I guess pun intended, wouldn't you shit if, like, somehow – the Tushy Bidet Company becomes a sponsor of the 2026 World Cup, and like that's what we could like, do. That's it. What we could do for this company, you know, small. I think they're just on Amazon, but they could be the next big thing. Like, move over Coca-Cola, Budweiser. Yeah, Tushy's Tushy's in yeah. the game again. The South is probably going to be out on it. It's okay. It's not for everyone, and we don't. You know, we just need we just need our national team to get on board with that it. That is true. All that right. True. So look to Portugal. Yep. They got the right idea. Yep. They don't have the numbers, but they got the clean holes, and That's true. It, it shows on the pitch. Direct correlation. Direct correlation. So, yeah, something there. All right. All right, before we move on to our next topic, it has occurred to me that, as this is our first episode, we probably should give a little backstory of who we are, why we're doing this, um, because otherwise, you know, the fuck, you know. Why are you going to listen to us? So, I'll start with you, Ryan. So, oh, okay. Yeah. What I would like you to do is kind of give us a little bit of history in regards to both want, like your, your passion for wine, your passion for soccer, and how you know, it's, it's led you to you know, being able to do this with me. Awesome. Well, I mean, I have you to thank for, for the invitation to do this. I mean, obviously, we enjoy getting together. Yeah. And uh, you actually brought me back into the world of soccer after playing, you know, growing up years and years and years. Um, you kind of like uh, re- re- rekindled the fire of, of watching soccer and, and, and kind of got me into following European soccer, and particularly uh, Liverpool Football Club and um, the idea that, you know, it, it kind of brought back the passion that I had when I used to play growing up. Uh, I've always been involved in the sport. Uh, I coached it at the high school level. I now coach both of my boys. One is four, so I mean, I don't know how much coaching is going on on Saturday mornings at 7.30. Um, and then I've coached my nine-year-old now. His travel teams, his in-town teams, you know, since he was four. So I've always been involved in the coaching aspect of it, but the idea of the um, – the passion in watching and following uh, the sport as a whole and following a team, I have, I have you to thank. Um, as pertains to the wine, uh, you know, always 
love drinking wine. Uh, and then you and I, a few years ago, you kind of got me involved again in winemaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as an Italian, you've always cooked with wine. Yeah. Oh, it's in my, it's in my blood. Yeah. It's in my blood. Um, sometimes in your stool. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> depends. But, uh, the idea that we could make wine and make a really good wine and enjoy doing it. And just like the idea that we enjoy spending time together, watching soccer, uh, drinking wine or just having our families together is always nice, and I think this is a nice little thing that we get to do every once in a while and, and, and share and share with other people. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's a great way to sum it up. Um, you know, we just it's two topics that we don't get to really converse about enough. We have a small circle, and I'll, I'll touch upon a, a few of the folks and kind of got me started and how they're part of that inner circle. But outside of that, like it's, you kind of always have to poke and poke and prod, like people, you know, going out to a, going out to a bar, like you're probably not going to run across a lot of, you know, people that are just like casually sipping on a nice glass of red wine. So it, you kind of limited there. And then, you know, soccer and football has, has grown exponentially and become more and more popular in the United States, but it's still, it's kind of like, you gotta, gotta get a feeler out, like needing an outlet to, to talk about it. And, and what better what better ways to do this un, uninterrupted and True. you know bring it to the people? So where my so my my first my love of soccer um, starts with my cousin Anthony. Hopefully a lot of these people that I'm going to kind of name drop, we're hoping to get on subsequent episodes. But uh, Anthony was studying for the bar, and he would leave himself Saturday mornings. That would be his time off from from studying, and the only thing really that was on besides Saturday morning cartoons, which was a little old for, was English Premier League. So he fell in love with, with Liverpool and thus kind of brought me into the fold. And, and at first I was I was, was reluctant a bit. Like I just like, it was never my thing. Like I played soccer up at the youth level where it was just a bunch of kids kicking the ball and then someone gets a breakaway. Right. And I feel like it, there's also like a, a, a weird there's like connotation. Yeah, there's stigma a stigma with, with it. it, yeah. Yeah, and kind of that stigma we'll, we'll talk about in, in uh, the ne- uh, next episode, but... So he got me in. He was just, you know, always talking about Liverpool, and I was like, okay, like, what, you know, let's see what it's all about. So at, at first, it was just Liverpool. Like I would watch them, and, and that was it. And then it ballooned into just like anything I could get my hands on, like any game. Like I'll watch the Europa League. I'll watch, you know, the the FA Cup. Like any any anything, any league. I've probably got like six different streaming services just to get you know, as much of the game. So yeah, once, you, once you're in it, you realize that it is on almost all the all time. All the time. And it, it's, I think, like, the the best bang for your buck. Like, you're, you know, especially, like, we're having, you know, young kids. Yeah. Wake up on Saturday, Sunday morning. You know, sometimes as early as 7.30. You watch it for two hours, like, you know, two 45-minute halves. Yep. And you're done. You got the rest of the day. And, like, while you're in it, you're in it. There's... You know, there's obviously, like, stoppages, but there's no, like, commercial breaks. There's no TV timeouts. It's just, like, it's... We've said it. It's the it's, it's probably the best sporting product on TV. 100%. Next to hockey. And even hockey has more breaks. It does. But, anyway. So, that's where it, it, it stemmed from. And, and then, as I met my now wife, I was brought into her family. And her brother, uh, Justin, who we, again, hope to have on, was uh, as a Manchester United fan and... You know, as a Liverpool fan, we still get along swimmingly. But he was, again, one of those outlets that I could start talking about soccer with. And then subsequently was the one who got me into the wine game. I knew nothing about wine, wanted nothing to do with it. And it was still it was a little bit of a, an uphill climb to kind of really get into it. I still, like, we'll, we'll kind of review these, and I'll, I'll try and taste the notes. But I, I feel like I, I, don't, 
I don't know what I'm doing, but but you know what you like, and you, like, know, you exactly, can understand yeah. like if what's it's, good, what's bad. And, right, and, right. So we'll give you that. But yeah, so he was he got me into the 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 drinking aspect of it, brought me to a couple of Connecticut vineyards, and then eventually turned that into the making aspect of it, which I still do do to this day. And when you say like winemaking, people might think, oh, like. You put some juice do, in a bin. Do and you some crush sugar. it with your feet? Yeah. No, no, this bitch. is a legit operation. This is as legit as you can be in someone's garage and basement. basement. Yeah. There's science involved. There's like a guy with a notebook and like test tubes. Like it's not just damn oh, near we're just gonna... missing the lab coats. Yeah. Like but we're yeah. like there's tarps down. Like it's it's we've. I mean every every <laughs> year. Really Every year we've done something to improve the process, and, and, and hats off to my brother-in-law. As, you know, it, it is at his house, and in that week between crushing and pressing, he's, it's, it's all on his shoulders, and he does an amazing job with it, and we maximize the product. And we, we've turned out a damn good product over the last few years and hope to continue to do so you know, for years to come. So, so that's where we're both coming from and uh, you know, why we wanted to do this. So you know, we'll, we'll do it as long as we can and hope you guys enjoy it. But... You know, now that we've kind of let the wine settle a bit, kind of give a, you know, see if it, see as, do you feel it's changed at all? Yeah, I feel like it's definitely like smoothed out. The first sip was like very hard, almost like a medicinal. I fucking hate cherry medicine, and that's what it reminded me of the first sip. But now it's like mellowed out, it's smoother, it's a little warmer, it's not as like cutting. It's definitely, yeah, I agree. It's, it's mellowed out a bit. It's, it's still got that little, pepperiness on, on the on the back end or like that that dry finish but yeah it's definitely a mellowed out it's got good mouthfeel and good legs on it so i mean solid for what would you say it was like 16 bucks i think wine.com had it for 15.99 15.99 you can hear that that luscious pour that's probably on the audio the um the, and that, again that's the uh one of the other beauties of portuguese wine is that i mean you're you're always knocking around like the ten to twenty dollar range, and they are just absolute gems. So yeah, yeah, we're lucky to be in an area where there is like a lot of Portuguese wines available. Yeah. I mean, we're on we're in Massachusetts, so it's a very high Portuguese population, small little markets. You can get really good bottles for less than ten bucks in you know, little mom and pop places. So so well, oh yeah, it's definitely. Scratching me where I itch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big Nelson all guy. Oh yeah. But you can you that that dry finish. That's. I want to make you that T-shirt. What? It's like the Portuguese. It's like the Portuguese colors and just this big Nelson all guy like with the with the accentos like where it should be and so just I, and just wear it around. See, I see wanted to you. since the wine the wine we're making now. I wanted to call it uh, Nelson all male enhancement. That was my my idea for the for the wine that I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean it's not overpowering like. It's not like there's like no moisture left in my mouth, but it definitely has that nice, nice dry finish. Yeah. All right. So now that we've kind of we've circled back to the wine, I want to uh, bring us to one of the standing items we're going to have for each episode, which is each week we are going to select a team. We'll start with the Premier League. We're going to well, yeah, we're going to do Premier League first. Yep. Okay. So we're going to pick a team each week, and independently, we're both going to decide who we think on that team has the most punchable face. It's, like, in a way, like, we're kind of, like, pieces of shit for doing this. We are. Because it's, like, the most I do, shallow. I do feel bad. Because, like, I'm sure, like, all these people, like, they've got families. They're probably just, like, wholesome individuals. But, like, families. and, like, let's just, 
will never like actually want to punch him in the face or would we because they'd probably all beat the living shit out of us yeah. but no dude they're in such good shape i've got a i've got a Look at the points I'm going to bring up today. All right. Well, anyway, so they're all, they're all professional athletes. We'll take, say that. You know, take us with a grain of salt. Like our utmost sincerity, we have all the respect in the world for these athletes, but it is just, humor based. It is. Yeah, they just have a face you want to hit, and our reasons may be different every week. It could. It could be. Because, you could just look like it's a face that you just like. Fuck! I just want to hit that yeah. face. Or it could be, which we'll we'll get into. It could be a, a variety of reasons. Yes, yeah, maybe they scored a huge goal on the team that you support. And you're like, oh, that fucking good. Oh, oh we can, okay, right? There's yeah, that. there is that. Um, or maybe someone is just, uh, just yeah, they just look the way that you. I'm sure that we're gonna go through. You and I are thinkers, and I think we. we we'll yeah, do well this with is it. this is what the world needs is people to decide who. Yeah. Who should get punched yeah. in the face? Yeah, professional athletes making millions of dollars. Screw them. Yeah. We're in a basement. <laughs> Drinking wine in a basement while our kids are asleep. So, Mike, where are we going to start today in the Premier League? Well, and there, there's obviously going to be personal biases, but we're going to start with Man, Man City. Okay, Man City, and one of the most successful programs correct. in the last decade. Coached by arguably probably one of the, the greatest coaches. Correct. You know, you know, two hundred twenty one. You know, potential infractions on financial fair play aside. Oil money. Oil money. But, yeah, I think we'll, we'll start with them. And, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into who. Now, you said you had a couple. Let's I, start with one. Okay. Because we don't want to get, like, we don't want to go down, like, the rabbit hole. No, we don't want to, like, really go down. As, like, oh as cookie as, like, li- or, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that's my nickname for Ryan. We won't get into that. But uh, is just scrolling, looking through the entire roster. And I think his, his fists are bound now? Yeah, no, I'm angry. Okay. Now, starting with Man City, we have our different reasons for who we picked, but we both know, we both have the same answer. That, of course, is, who is it, Mike? Well, the first one is going to be Phil Foden. Phil Foden, yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Just a clear winner, but for the sake of entertainment, we couldn't just bash on one person too hard, even though that is the clear winner. You want me to start? Well, I mean, you can, he is the clear winner. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't going to be my pick, uh, but I'll let, I'll let you go if you want to sound off on Phil Foden, and then I'll, I'll chime in where I, where I feel. Because that's... This is the sole... That's not my answer. Oh, that's not your no, answer. No, I have, I have someone else. Um, but Phil Foden is the correct answer. If we were playing like Family Feud, we would have gotten the most points. Oh, most voted for... Yeah, most voted for. So let's... All right, before you get into that, since we're, we're in agreement, this is the first time we're doing this, it's like... It is just his face. His face is is it bothers and me. it he's got like he's got a big forehead. He's got a but fucking he's, cement head. But he's just got like this like dopey Eminem haircut. If he grew his hair, which I think he might be, if he just grew his hair out, he wouldn't look as ridiculous. But he's just got like like this furrowed brow with this just monster like fourteen inch forehead. Right, but his his head's also sneaky small. I mean, not from the eyebrows up. No, no, that's a... So you just kind of want to, like, put on a, like, classy big ring and just plant he's one got the, right, he's got right the, square. He's got the side. eyebrow shave thing going on. He looks like he's a, a shithead 15-year-old kid. Apparently he has, like, children. Yeah, he, how old is he? I mean, 15, but he's... It's like 20-something? 20? Maybe 23, 24. He's not old. What a piece of shit. This doesn't tell me their age, so... Or their height. That would That was also going to play into my... My choice. All right, my choice. Who is the most punchable face on Man City? Phil Foden. 
But if I had to choose someone other than the clear winner, I'd go with Jack Grealish. Wow. And for all intents and purposes, I loved Jack Grealish on Aston Villa. Aston Villa, scrappy team. He was just like a phenom coming on the scene, like always going forward. But that, that's like the, Aston Villa was built around him. I, I, I think I've yeah. talked about this. The same thing with, like, Lukaku for Everton. Everyone's like, Lukaku's this phenomenal athlete. It's like, yeah, when you build fucking ten guys around, like, right. playing style around one guy, he's going to look great. And he's he's obviously, it took him a little bit. But, yeah. all right, let's. And, like, Jack Grealish chased the money, went to Man City. Yeah. Same thing with John Stones, who was my close runner-up. Wow. Uh, Probably going after the English. But, yeah. But Jack Grealish, if you look at his picture on the Manchester City page, one, I think he might always be hammered. Because I know he got after it hard. Um, oh, yeah. Like, they they had to do, like, the uh, what the Bruins did with Tyler Sagan and Brad Marshall. Like, no, you gotta, like, you gotta, like, go away for a few days. You gotta, like, slow it down. He's always got the fucking thing on his head, like the hair band. His hair's not that long. I mean, not for nothing, you guys probably have the same. We probably have the same. Missile, maybe he has really thick hair like I do, in which yeah. case, like, I get it. Yeah. He just looks like a shithead high school kid. Maybe I'm projecting. For background, Ryan is a high school teacher. And like, he be... just looks like a kid who, like, grew up with money. Just, like, his smile just has this, like, shit-eating grin. And I don't think he's a big guy. Like, I think he's, like, very diminutive. Like, he, he might be shorter than me. I don't think he's taller than 5'10". No, definitely not. So, like, he's the type of guy that Dude, looks... like, Virgil Van Dyke's, like, 6'4"? Yeah. Not even? He looks like a guy that would say something to you at a bar, and with the face that's in this picture here, you just want, like, five fingers across the... Just, like, bounce his forehead off the bar top. I bet you he's, he's scrappy, though. Like, I don't think he's an easy knockout. So yeah, because at that point he's so probably like, got enough booze flowing through his veins. Yeah, he's. That, I mean, I mean, if anything, if we were going for these guys, it would just be like the uh, sucker punch and run. Like I'm not, I'm not sticking around to, to square up. This is just like a one good like free shot. Which actually, I don't know if you remember, I was Aston when he played for Aston Villa. A fan from the opposing team ran into the field and like tried to like punch him in the face. Yeah, well, see. So yeah, all right. So nothing be trashing on Jack Grealish and his just pure physical appearance. Mike, who's your choice? My choice is uh, Erling Holland. Ah, that was that was my number three. Okay, lay it on. He is not only d- is it maybe because he just looks like he's got a perpetual fat lip or lips, very so plump, very plump lips. Yeah, he's. But the fact that he just walked into the Premier League, and again, walked into not just any team. He walked into you know the best team in in the league for several years running. He walked into a team that had players like De Bruyne and Gundogan just, like, throwing fucking dimes to him. His eyes are very close together. Well, that, yeah. So maybe, maybe if you, like, kind of catch him at the roundhouse, he's not going to see it coming because the, the peripherals aren't great. But, yeah, he just, like, walks in, breaks, you know, pretty much, like, every record. Like, have some goddamn humility, you, you stupid son of a bitch. It's a big no here's the Here's the other he's thing. A, he's a big and, kid. People will probably disagree. I don't think he's that technically gifted either. I just think he's a freak athlete. He's huge and fast 
fucking strong. So, like... Oh, that brings up, like, another good point of, like, freak athlete versus technical. technically sound. Yeah. And he's a freak... He's a He's a, he's a freak guy. athlete. And, like, he hits it with immense power. So, like, you put it on target... Yeah, he's got all the energy of the it, freaking... Yeah. The Vikings behind him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is, like, Eric the Red, you know, reincarnated. But yeah. he just, like, that's... He's... Like you, you throw a you throw a ball like up in the air. He's gonna damn near jump like four feet into the air and get his foot on it or yeah. his head on it. So again, it's that athleticism. He'll he'll catch on the break with his speed. So it's it's just sheer pace. And if you put a, a ball up to him, he can kind of body most defenders because he's stronger. So I don't I don't think he's like I've never seen him like really on the ball like dancing and, and yeah, making players like look foolish. It's just like he's just. In the right place at the right time, and he's just a freak athlete. I can't help but notice that your points you brought up were based on like, like playing physical attributes, whereas I'm just like, look at this fucking guy. There's, <laughs> well, I mean, I I was in the Phil phone, and like he just looks, uh, he yeah, just yeah. looks dopey. Um, but no, my Erling like I was just like you have to like, you got to earn it. You do it like it was just he just fucking walked all over the league. Yeah, and. You know, he scored a couple hat tricks on just, you know, relegate-bound right relegate teams. So, yeah, my pick for most punchable face for Man City is none other than Erling Haaland. We just found out that Phil Foden and his wife went as Ken and Barbie, so back up to the top of the list of most punchable face. Oh, I mean, he's, he's always at the top. He's the – just needs to, like, give him some bangs or some shit, something. Yeah, he's gonna. He's, he's just gonna cover that someone's gonna fucking like forehead. Him. Yeah, I feel like just just Simba, just fucking paint, paint, <laughs> paint it right across the the top. So now that we've like finished absolutely thrashing on the physical appearances of uh, people who make millions of dollars playing a sport that you yeah, and I, they'll never recover from this. Yeah, no, they'll never yeah. recover uh, from our podcast. Yeah. Find me and fight me. <laughs> I'd be terrified if Erling Holling showed up on my door. Oh, dude. I'd like, openly wet my pants. I would, I would defecate. I would just like play dead, like because I I feel like he probably <laughs> has the, sa- awesome. the same the same senses as like a bear. So if I just like curl up in the fetal position and just shit myself, maybe he'll just like and just like leave me alone. I feel like that's yeah no yeah right grizzlies you gotta grizzlies you play dead black bears you gotta get big he ain't a black bear, a bear. no no he's grizzly no, he yeah that's grizzly yeah. so as this is our, our consistent running segment, uh, we start with Man City. Where are we going to go to next episode? Are we going to go near and dear to our hearts? I think we have to. I think we, okay. we, we thrashed. And, I mean, there's, uh, again, we have our own personal biases. So there's going to be plenty of teams that we just legitimately don't like. Correct. So I think it's only fair that we we take the team that's near and dear to our hearts and yep. yeah, and, and run them through the ringer. Okay. So, we, so uh, with that said, Liverpool is going to be the – Team that we discuss next week for players that we believe have the most punchable face. It's the first cut is the deepest, right? You first know? cut is deepest. So we'll, uh, but we, you know, like a band aid, just right off. We'll get we'll get it done, and yep. then we, we never have to, we have we to can, talk about it. Then we can talk about players we, we absolutely can't stand. We can just cry into <laughs> our wine for that episode, and then get back to business. Yeah. So speaking so, of wine, speaking of wine, yes. Uh, let's. Kind of talk through our, our final thoughts based on, you know, price point, our, our tastes, et cetera, things of that nature. Like, so, Rai, what, what's your overall thoughts? Well, let's see. Obviously, you're a big Nacional guy, big Portuguese wine guy. 
solid pick. I'm glad after it's been open now for an hour or so, it's definitely mellowed out. Yeah. It's a lot more easy drinking because I was concerned after and, that first sip. And full disclosure, all we did, if you're kind of trying, we didn't, we didn't like pour it into a carafe or anything. We just popped the cork. I threw a little aerator in it. We just poured it into the glass and kind of let it sit for a few minutes before before we sipped it. So that was kind of our process at the beginning, um, just to kind of level set on where that how it started but no, continue but yeah here we are here we are <laughs> yeah it's good it's definitely mellowed out it's smoothed out way more easy drinking than those first couple sips so if we were to rank it right our ranking system here officially unofficially is out of 10 yeah i would give this probably a solid probably 6.7 6.8 if it was in front of me i drink it but then again there's not many things i won't drink if that's in front of me I think I've definitely had better Portuguese wines. Yeah. If it showed the way that it did now, I think I would have given it a higher score. But I am I am jarred by that first sip. Yeah, it was it was a little rough. So six seven. So yeah, all things considered, I think, you know, sixteen, seventeen bucks a bottle, like you're not breaking the bank. Right. I think you're you're absolutely getting what you pay for in this wine. It definitely seems like something that you know, there there are there are wines out there that you pop the cork, you pour it, and it's it's ready to go. Ready like to it's go. it's legit. This one is if you are gonna get it, decant it, let yep. it sit, like just kind of pour it, set and forget it, like let it sit for a good 20, 30 minutes, come back to it, pour the glass and and, and enjoy. So I agree. I, I probably do I give it a six nine. Um, nice. Nice, yeah. Um, I like the the dry finish at the end. The color is just it's it is a good looking. It's glass a good. Wine. It's a. It's you know, and like I said, it's got great legs. It's got good mouthfeel. It's not like super watery or, or uh, anything like that. So I'm gonna do a six dot nine, and yeah. So uh, right before we kind of move on, uh, as our goal is to always uh, tell you about the wine that we're gonna be drinking next episode, so that you know potentially if you'd like to, you can go out and buy the bottle and. and Sip it with us. Join us on this adventure. Exactly. So we, what what will we be drinking uh, next episode? Uh, so we are ta- we are staying uh, in the EU. Uh, we are going to be drinking a Cantelli Salice Salentino, an Italian wine from the Puglia region. That's the boot. That's the like the heel, the boot region of Italy. It is a Rosso Reserva. It is a hundred percent Negro Amaro grape. It is going to be dark. We're going straight up squid ink next episode. And the reason for that, the tie-in, is going to be we are going to be discussing the dark arts, the theatricality of soccer, as it were. Also, good on us for, like, it's spooky season. It is spooky season. Dark arts, it's very Unfortunately, though, if we are doing it once a month, this episode will be in November. But join us on this episode. Join us on this adventure. <laughs> we may we may be a few weeks late. Hey, who knows? We could get two, two out in this month. You we'll know. see. The world is our oyster, so let's let's just shuck it. We would love to keep going and, and keep talking, but you know, after VAR review, we're officially out of wine, and thus we'll need to put the final cork in this episode of Vino Volley. So that was two references. It was no, I, I know. I know that was good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just hit you. It's just it's so punny. Yeah. So you know, join us next time for another exciting episode of Vino Volley. If you would like, 
We do have a Gmail account, so vinovolley85 at gmail.com. We do encourage you to reach out to us to maybe uh, share your thoughts on the wine if you bought it and had a different experience, or if you you know, have reviewed the team of the episode yep. uh, for the upcoming episode and want to weigh in on who you think has the most punchable face and who knows, you know. If yeah, you're... don't send this to Erling Holland. No, don't. Yeah, send it to us and uh, so we can, you know, potentially read it. Uh, I'd love to read. You know, obviously, it's the first episode, so who knows. But if we do have a following, I would love to read uh, people's thoughts on who has the most punchable face and why on, on future episodes. So, yeah. Yeah, really uh, build the build the anger up. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's not enough anger in the world. No, so why no. not, you know, point it towards other countries too, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So reach out to us at vinovolley85 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at vinovolley85. Right now the page is blank, but the plan is to post pictures of the players, potentially, that we thought had the most punchable face, uh, as well as the wines that we drank on that episode and future episodes. So if you weren't able to get the name, uh, you have a picture to try and find it at your local liquor store. So with that, I will hand things over to Ryan to send us out. Yeah, that was great. No. Enjoyable glass of wine, good conversation. We may anger a few people, but then you know what? Just go, just go sit on the bidet for a little bit. Let it cleanse you. I like inside it. Bring and it, outside. bring it full circle. If you're yeah. just feeling a little angst, if you ever want to feel like Ronaldo, just go sit just, on the bidet for exactly. a just solid sit, twenty. Sit down to thirty seconds. Pressure wash that hole and just woosah <laughs> the fuck out of it until it's just. It's loose and clean. Yeah, until yeah. you're feeling good in the neighborhood. So until next time, hope this was hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next episode. So remember, as always, remember to sip and soccer responsibly. <laughs>